Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Yo, What the Hell, a show where two friends talk about what has recently piqued their interest. Hi again. My name is Say, and this is my co-host. Reggie. Awesome. And today we're going to be talking about Doña Mariana. Uh, But first, we need to catch up on what we have done for the past week. How was your week, sir? Uh, Mostly well. I, um... Shopped and worked, basically. That's about it. Did shopping day and shopping. Oh, that's right. We went to a park, too. A big, there's a big old park now, like, on the other side near that large house that we used to live at, at the Postal Trading Center. And it's it's comparable to Sutton Wilderness. And so we went there, and we met up with my brother and his roommate and the old dog. And yeah, we took the old dog for a walk, and that was pretty good. Oh, they have workout equipment too, which is neat. They have a whole outdoor gym, like for adult gyms, not like chitlins. So, I uh, I uh, have to ask did uh, did the dog learn any new tricks? Absolutely not. He's way too old to learn new tricks, sir. Way too God old. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a disappointment. Damn, that sounds like a fun week, though. A big old park sounds really cool. That's, like, really awesome to have. Yeah, that was cool. And today, like I said, we just we went and braved COVID. Um, because, man, motherfuckers in Oklahoma do not know how to be human beings who follow rules or wear a mask. So, yeah, that is not surprising at all, honestly. Like, yeah. not being there, I can imagine that is the case people are so dumb like for real yeah no i i uh i agree but yeah as for me what that what have i done i uh i built a gun yesterday that was fun got him sitting in my living room Um, big and beautiful no he's he's a he's a little small guy okay smaller smaller than my last one that i built but it's the granddaddy it's the one i posted on twitter okay yeah, built that guy in like three hours. It was like the quickest, easiest build I've had. It was, uh, yeah, it was fun. I would do it again. And then I need to go grocery shopping. I might go after this, depending. We shall see. Oh, you should probably put that like uh, little Gundam boy on the Twitter then, because I know it's on your Twitter, but that's true. On the pods. That's like... true. You need to start shit posting on that account. Yeah, we really got to shitpost more and, like, harass people, which reminds me, I, ne- I need to see about us finding a, like, a sticker, like, place, the place that'll make us little fucking stickers with the logo, because I'd really like to, like, get a hundred of those boys and, like, start sending them out to anyone who emails us or just posting them around dumb places. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. I mean, you can get one, like, the local sticker shop. Can you? I don't, I don't know who does that. Uh, I guess, yeah, like, I was thinking um, the Yeti place, but I don't know if they would do stickers. Yeah, I don't know if Bigfoot does them either. Yeah, I mean, that's future us's problem. But yeah, what else have I done? Um, I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter with uh, 
Mr. Mr. Producer. Then boop in a whole lot of snoots with a big old hammer that looks like a feather duster. <laughs> okay. It's great. it's great. I uh I got scared by a big old dinosaur today and uh he roared at me and it was not fun. It's but, always uh, terrifying when a big old dinosaur roars at you. I mean that's a lot of teeth and they're scaly little fucks. Yep. And exactly. Now they're just there was the uh Devil Joe for those wondering. I was just no no one no one was wondering putting it out there. Christ, I have no idea what that what the hell that means. You say Devil Joe and I'm just like, "Ah, yeah, maybe that's a dude." He's a big old angry T-Rex boy. He looks like a pickle, supposedly. A pickle? Like, yeah. Okay, now I'm imagining a scaly fucking pickle with like some teeth, like a snout popping out. That is exactly the devil, Joe. Oh, goddamn. I can't believe I'm not that close with like a death pickle. I see. <laughs> Yeah, he. Uh, I was just trying to mine and find some little cat boys that my cat could talk to, and it was uh, it was scary. Yeah, he is a very true apex dino. He uh, <laughs> he has fire come out of his nose, and well, I mean, not like actually out of his nose, but you know. Anyway, before this becomes Monster Hunter Dinosaurs, the podcast, do you have any news stories here, uh, other than massive arresting going on oh, because yeah, of the? Coup. The hammer drop on the morons. Mm-hmm. Um, what did I have? I had something for ah. Um, this is just a little light fluff that I just think is it's just fun and like a delightful news story. Or it's like a kind of delightful. Um a bunch of trees in San Francisco's Japanese Cultural Center. Um, they're a bunch of old cherry blossom trees and they got like vandalized recently. And jackasses gave 30k collectively to um, replant them and fix up all the vandalized cherry trees in Japantown. So that's kind of nice. It's nice to have weird stories. <laughs> yeah, like how are you going to destroy all those cherry blossom trees? Like, if this was college football, I understand going and poisoning the trees down at Auburn. At least I think it was Auburn. Might be Bama. It's one of the two. <laughs> No, sir. The only trees worth killing are the ones that smell like cat piss and jizz that happen all over central Oklahoma. We all know what gross-ass trees I'm talking about. They're fucking disgusting. This is a very localized problem. (laughs) I think they're like Bradford pears. Yeah, there's something weird like that. Like, I, uh... You can kind of smell them out here sometimes, depending, like, on where you are. But, like, it's fucking terrible. Those, those trees are awful. <laughs> I know. They're like the worst. And they're just piss trees. Just, if they were just dyed more yellow, like just fucking piss yellow would be a perfect representation of them. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Let's see. And Anything else? You know, not really besides... Jesus. Um, how just interesting it is that they've been dropping the um damn hammer actually the fbi at least on all these right-wing chuds yeah and it's exactly what we thought it'd be it's a bunch of like middle class and rich assholes who are just like well i couldn't storm the capital and steal pelosi stuff yeah fuck all of you just 
I know. It's uh it's gonna be interesting. I mean, not trying to date the episode, uh, but inaugurations in what, four days? Yeah, and like apparently Parlor makes um the world sound scary. Or at least stupid. Yeah, I mean like today, uh a dude got stopped and he had like five hundred rounds and a pistol and like was uh trying to, you know, do security or something. I'm paraphrasing <laughs> a bit. I saw that. It's like what the fuck are you doing there, pal? Like, what's going on, Bucko? Yeah, like, I know for, like, I'm not a gun person, but I know for gun people, you know, it's really not, like, a bunch of ammo in the grand scheme of things, but still, that's a lot of ammo to have for one pistol, though. I guess is the point I'm trying to make. Well, so all he had was the pistol. Yeah, that's all I've seen, yeah. But, okay. I mean, 500 rounds for a pistol is kind of excessive. If you yeah, had other guns, like bit ridiculous so i have right uh, literally right next to me a oh shit uh rounds for a pistol it's a 38 and this fucker carries how many are in this package um 50 there's 50 in this one pack put the shotgun down <laughs> you don't know how to use that uh, <laughs> so yeah there's 50 in this little box here like so that guy had Ten boxes. Ten boxes of this. Is yeah, our map's right. Ten box. <laughs> and it's like, what's what's the point? I have like three boxes in the whole house, and that's like that's literally because I'm gonna go target shooting eventually with these, not because I think I need to have three fucking boxes of fifty shots <laughs> to do anything for the one one random lifetime event where some weird asshole breaks into the house. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, that's that's absolute madness as a gun person. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. All right. So, uh, Shall we move into our main topic? I think we should. Um, this is actually going to be part one. It's going to be this is a two-parter episode. Yeah, I went regrettably, or maybe not regrettably, a bit too ham with taking uh, notes on a light dive of researching. So we 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 have way too much information. I we think for one for one week. Just means more high quality content. High fucking quality of hearing me not opening beer cans and um, I don't know. Swearing at weird random things. Yeah. All the rounds. I'm not supposed to do that. <laughs> I've been doing yeah. so well. It's fine. I'll just cut it out. It's fine. Alright, and so we, we chose a topic um, that we think is a bit more light since we had so, some writing and soft coups last week. And um, since we might next week have some more of the same, depending on how the wonderful human beings on parlor and um, the Neo Confederacy decide to act. Um, we thought due to that though, it might be fun to look at um, someone else's um, troubling times that have nothing to do with us historically or um, geographically. Or culturally, so that's great. Um, so we're looking at this week, Donia, um, Donia 
Marina, and by extension, um, Hernan Cortez. Um, and the good old La Doña here is essentially the Sacagawea of the murderous Cortez um, fucking army. So that's kind of fun. Um, and our, our main source for this kind of fun romp through um, Mexico and bloodlust is Jerome R. Adams, Latin American heroes, um, liberators and patriots from 1500 to the present. Um, there are other sources too, like Wikipedia and maybe some random news articles that were in Spanish that I tried to glean information from, but most of it is uh, Mr. Adams' book here. So, yeah, uh, this week we're going to be talking about Doña Marina, the yin to Sacagawea's yang, in a sense, as my co-host mentioned. Uh, yeah, she led somewhat the onslaught of Cort- Her- Hernan Cortez's army. Uh, and, you know, a little background info on him. He was the uh, baddest conquistador in history. He's generally agreed to be the man who kicked off the Spanish conquest of most of Latin America. You know, if he wasn't successful, who knows if the Spanish would have, you know, tried to subjugate the Native Americans on the mainland. And, you know, it would be impossible to uh, discuss her without any, you know, forewarning involving Hernan Cortez. They're kind of intertwined when it came to the invasion of the Aztec Empire by the Spanish. Uh, Unfortunately, we don't really have the scope nor the resources to, or the time, really, to do a deeper dive on La Doña Marina outside of a period of Mexican conquest. So a little bit about her. Uh, She was born Molly Nall before she was converted by the Spanish. Uh, She was born to a Mayan nobleman sometime in the early 1500s in Panala which is a small village on the banks of the Kotsuakos, which, yeah, uh, we couldn't really get like a precise location into where she was born, but it was, uh, you know, the southern part of the state of Veracruz, uh, not just somewhere in the Yucatan. Uh, Unfortunately, she had what we can only be described as a relatively subpar childhood, Uh, As her father died very early in her life, his death led to her mother selling her into slavery in order to secure the family estate in the name of Malinal's brother, which is uh, pretty rough. That's that's pretty fucked up. Like, goddamn, like, why do you have to sell the little kid just so, like, the obvious heir because on penises? Um, Yeah, I don't understand. Let's sell the daughter so the boy can definitely be the heir. There's no other way around it. Well, I mean, this is kind of loosely related. Um, but I know in my women in world history class uh, last semester, we did like a unit on the Mayans and uh, they would take the umbilical cord of a girl and like put it under the family grinding stone to like cement her role as, you know, on the domestic side, which, you know, no real value in that and really in some cases in a society i mean it's really fucked up when you think about it like yeah they would um yeah they would they would do that it was like really weird for me to learn i was like damn that is uh pretty fucked up but i mean that's just how it be sometimes i guess 
That is very fucked up. And, huh. Yeah, pretty weird. But I guess it's not really that weirder than, like, I don't know, brisk or yeah. other gross things that yeah. cultures want to do with babies. Exactly. exactly. And, like, that's just one of, like, one of the things in that class that really gets stuck with me. I was like, man, that is just, like, it's going to be my random go-to fact. <laughs> Fresh yeah, here. You're using it. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. All right. So um, before we carry on, though, we have a few side notes to take care of that are that at least I thought were important. Um, since we have no idea um, how Mayan inheritance worked at this time, we have no frame of reference for why slavery was a good idea to cement um, the, the male heir. Like, just no fucking clue. I mean, which is great for us joking around, but it's like, kind of, I don't know, maybe we should know this, but, ah. And um, a second note um, that our author from the main source made abundantly clear was that the Mayans at the time saw themselves in a cultural decline. Um, and bl they blame this, interestingly enough, though, on the loss or failure of their main god Quetzalcoatl in his perpetual war against um, the war god, um, our sunny boy from the last um, from the last topical episode. Um, we wheats, which is great. Like it's great that like something we looked at. A while back, pops up, bam, right again, completely Dude, that unrelated. Is like a natural callback. That is a natural callback. It wasn't forced or it's anything. It's fantastic. It's it's meant to be. We are meant to talk about this weird, derpy hummingbird sun god and him crushing the Mayans god Quetzalcoatl. I'm like, yo, I'm the head god now. <laughs> I will blind you. <laughs> You can't see, bitch. You you feathery serpent. Go to go to whatever our version of hell is, which I know is really bad, but I don't remember much about it. But outside of comic books, um. But let's let's move on before devolving into just like Tom Fuller and childishness, um, or more childishness. The belief in Quetzalcoatl Quetzalcoatl's diminished power. Um, is probably, though, tied to the fact that smaller Mesoamerican cultures in the region of what is now Mexico and, like, Hon like these Central American states and, like, I don't know, some of the, like, border states, uh, what's the United States now? Not The desert kind of killed the Azteca influence that far up. But all these cultures felt that they were being crushed by the dominating Azteca in the region. Um, and I can only assume the animosity from the Azteca dominance and influence must have been through the fucking roof. And this cultural fact feels very important when we think of it in the context that uh, Malinal was a Mayan woman helping the Spanish go around and and diminish and crush forces of this larger, more powerful, annoying Azteca influence. Um, but let's let's go back now from our side notes to 
Molinaw and go to how she would go and, or not go, but be sold off and acquired by some Tabascans eventually and would be essentially seen as a really high-class luxury um, slave um, as she was both apparently very beautiful and very smart, a perfect product to buy if you're in the owning people business. <laughs> no one should be in the owning people business. We're just going to take a stance. We're, we're going to draw that line in the sand. Just be like, yeah, like we don't really condone people. Or I guess we don't really like people who own people. Yeah, owning people is probably not a good thing. I mean, the most you should probably own a person is, I don't know, maybe maybe like the quote-unquote ownership of children. And, and that's maybe about it. <laughs> and I say maybe, I mean probably about it. And even then, we're pushing it. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, but, um... Back to Molinol. And like we see that like one of the biggest values noted about her at the time by the Tabascans was that she had a great gift of gab and learning languages, um, which for this and her historical role is great because one of those languages was Nahuatl. And Nahuatl was um, the big old lingua franca of the Mesoamerican world. Um you know, the Azteca were pretty important, and that's what they spoke. And I feel that anyone who wishing to do business or trade outside of their like little internal village, they probably had to know Nahuatl. Um, kind of like now, how if you want to do business outside of, oh, I don't know, Kazakhstan, and you need to do business not in the Russian region, you're probably going to need no English, because it's the big old lingua franca. Yeah, so we're going to jump back over and talk about our boy Hernan Cortez, the El Conquistador himself. Like many of the overly manly and aggressive historical figures, he was, you know, a really sickly kid who just happened to be terrible at schooling. But he was good at one thing. It was fighting and capturing land. Oh, go fucking figure. Yeah, I mean, when you find your niche, you just gotta, you know, stick to it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you know it's painting, other times it's... um shoving a spear through a dude and be like, huh, pretty good at this. Everyone's got to have their hobby, you know? Like, who among us has, you know, painted a nice picture? See? Thought I was going to go somewhere else with that. I mean, definitely painted a nice picture. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I took an art class. Uh, You know, being that he was really good at fighting, (gasps) killing... He joined on an expedition to the New World in 1504 at the tender age of 19. Got you know what I was doing? the pirates. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was pretty much just Luffy before Luffy. Oh, yeah, but man, 19, like, you're right. None of us were doing anything important then. Like, no, no. Just smoking a lot of weed and yeah. being fucking jack off. I think I was, like, sleeping on someone's floor. And paying subpar rent and, uh, I don't know, getting really drunk. Yeah, like, I barely remember 19. Anyway, we are not Hernan Cortez. 
uh, <laughs> as evidenced. But yeah, after you know set off to the New World in 1504, he uh, quickly won land grants via military victories, proving that he had indeed found his niche. In February of 1519, Cortes was sent to the mainland on an expedition from Cuba. It may have been, you know, due to a uh, grudge between the governor of Cuba, Diego Velasquez, and himself. Maybe Diego just hoped he'd die out there. Who knows? We are not him. That's always the best thing to hope to your your annoying enemies. He's like, I'll send that subordinate away. Maybe he'll just fucking die, and I don't have to yeah. kill stupid ass again. Yeah, I mean, that was like <laughs> a legitimate thing that could happen around that time. Oh, like, uh, yeah. Oh, you get bit by a mosquito? Well, you're yep. dead. Malaria, angry natives, um, a bad storm, um, a big fucking yep. snake, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Big old feathery serpent. You know, you get yep. blind. It happens. Maybe a panther. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would fuck some shit up. Oh, yeah. Panthers were, they were, they were still living in Texas and Oklahoma at this time. Oh, so. Yeah, yeah, no, that's it. That's it. And Panthers got um, their range got diminished by white people. So, what hasn't? That's what we're good at, like destroying like creatures, whether they be people or animals. We're good at it. White people, hooray! Hooray! (laughs) But yeah, after he uh, went out to the mainland, Cortez broke off from the governor Velasquez, ignoring orders, not returning, and ultimately. Begin talking directly to King Carlos V, uh, the Spanish king at the time. Yeah, talk about dropping your dick on the table, just like. Yeah, just gonna go to your manager's manager. Exactly. The jefe of the company. Yeah, just walk into that boardroom, and you know, doing this causing you know caused his men to revolt, obviously, uh, which you know. Occurred curiously right around an arrest attempt by the governor Velasquez. <clears throat> uh, our boy Cortez got around both of those problems with straight up bribery and promises of more fucking gold, which is definitely one way to do it. Like, I mean, just make that you, shit rain. Yeah, just make it hail by throwing gold coins. Exactly. I mean, they may get a little like damage in the face, but like it's still gold fucking coins, buddy. You do those little dances. Uh, give them a little exactly. extra. No big deal. Exactly. Exactly. So after he settled all those affairs, he would go on and uh, defeat a group of Tabascans, who, as we uh, have already mentioned, are got our girl. Well, in all, uh, he would end up with 20 slaves and cooks. One of them was being our girl herself. Uh, and, you know, she would shortly, her name would be converted. She would be converted and her name would be, the. Cr- she would be converted and Christianed Marina. Uh, it grossly seems that this conversion was done mainly for, you know, in order to counter justify the women's use as concubines and sex slaves, as well as cooks, which, you know, that seems to be a recurring theme with Christianity. You just hand wave it into existence and everything's kosher, if you pardon the phrase. So much goddamn slavery, and it, it really just feels like, oh, it's okay. We're Catholic. We'll go talk to the priest. He'll make it cool. No big fucking deal. 
you know, some slaves here, some whores there. I don't know, shoot another dude here, wipe out a whole country there. Not a big fucking deal. The priest says it's cool. Do some Hail Marys and shit. Yeah, you know, count your rosaries, you know. Our father, all that good shit. Before she became his right hand, Marina was given away by Cortez to his friend, Alonzo Hernandez Puerto Carrero. Um, But, never fear, Puerto Carrero was shortly sent away um, because Cortez needed a loyal messenger to go deal with King Carlos for him. Um, I guess whoever he was using before was incompetent or he didn't trust. And he decided, yo, my homeboy, Puerto Carrero, he can do this. No one else can in the party, but he can. But with his departure, um, we see that Marina would then shift from that man to the bed of Hernan himself. Um, setting the stage for not only her prominence in the story, but the conquest of Mexico as a whole by the Spanish um, douchebaggery. And we're going to use douchebaggery instead of conquistadors, because that's what came out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm with that. I'm going to leave it in. This this stays in. This stays in. People need to know. Because at some point, like, your conquest goes beyond normal conquest and just straight up, like, douchebaggery. Yeah. Proto-fascism. I mean, it's really, like, two different versions of fascism fighting each other, though, when you think about the Azteca. That's true. Like, they're, like, sophisticated assholes, too. Everything's fascist. It's fascist all the way down. <laughs> No more turtles. No more turtles. <laughs> Instead of Horton, it's Himmler. <laughs> oh, it's Germans and Italians all the way down. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, after, though, um, Puerto, Puerto Carrero was sent away, the party of approximately 508 Spaniards began searching for Moctezuma, you know, um, the big jefe of the Azteca. And they figured, you know, let's go mess with the the guy in charge in these parts here. We reckon we'll make a lot of fucking gold that way, gentlemen. Did not know that the uh, Spanish, you know, had a Texan... Arkansan accents, but uh, you know, seems historically well, accurate. It's absolutely everybody sounds like Clint Eastwood before um, 1776. It's just the way it is. Everybody, go fuck yourself, sir. Don't argue with me. Um, yeah, but the idea was if they they started searching for um, Makazuma and started gathering enough angry like smaller tribes and natives. Um, that they can march against him and the Azteca capital. And it was during, though, this initial phase of, like, marching towards um, that Cortez 
and his party ran into a captive priest who had become important to their conquest by the name of Geronimo de Aguilar. Um, and he, this man had been had been integrated completely into the Yucatan society and would for quite a while be the party's primary translator until um, Marina um, conquered the Spanish language. Which is really interesting to think that this priest is a side note. But yet he was doing like a lot of heavy lifting at the beginning of being like, oh... I can speak these things too. <laughs> I've been it's, here a while. Yeah, and then she gets thrown to the wayside whenever someone younger and uh, you know, fresher comes comes along. Well, you know, I mean, if he's shaped like a priest, I mean, that's not a very alluring shape for anybody. Um, that is when you think true. about your regular priest, <laughs> especially Catholic priests. Oh yeah, that's like. That's a big old, I don't know, maybe if you're generous, like an Asian eggplant shape. <laughs> um, but, I mean, on the bright side, Marina's, like, understanding of Spanish um, would be, you know, pretty quick and fast. Um, she learned it very quick, and as she learned it, she embedded and attached herself more and more to Cortez until they were inseparable beings. Like, you know, two people attached at a fucking hip, never leaving each other. Just with bloodlust in their eyes. That's how it be sometimes, you know? Sometimes your best friend just, you know, you gotta go and, uh, just go on a conquest murdering spree. Yeah, no big deal. Gotta spill some blood. Gotta get shit done. Um, which is interesting, too, we say make this joke, because um, it's noted by Conquistador's journals and whatnot that um, she was pretty fucking angry about the Azteca and had quite a goddamn temper. So it makes a bit more sense that we were cool with toppling these jack-offs if we were just like, I'm so angry about them all the time. And, you know, she's like a Bruce Banner type there. <laughs> um, it was at this time, though, like whenever they were gathering these few folks in like the Yucatan, that uh, Moctezuma started noticing that, oh, there's this weird fucking party of weird creatures, maybe? wandering through the lands like south of my kingdom. Maybe we should start sending people out to see what the fuck's going on there. I've never heard of a four-legged pale man wandering about in shiny silver shit. That's kind of weird. And they, um, Moctezuma started sending emissaries to see whether the Spaniards' party was um, a bunch of dudes and weird shit, or... Some sort of weird gods showing up to be like, knock, knock, knock. What's up, bitches? <laughs> and, you know, the Spanish, though, um, naturally, because they had these two translators between Geronimo and uh, Marina, 
they they kind of knew that the Azteca were confused by them and were sussing out what the shit was going on. And so they started like doing stuff like burying anyone who died and burying horses in hopes that they would spread this idea that, oh, that's right, we're fucking divine wandering around here. Maybe that'll confuse these sons of a bitches. And uh, it seems to have worked. Like, it totally, they totally sold the idea that they weren't normal and muddled the waters and made everything confusing. And, like, Cortez made this way worse, too. He started um, doing really weird shit whenever Azteca emissaries would show up. Because they were showing up frequently. Like, Moctezuma, like, would just send out, like, some messengers and emissaries be like, hey, go see if you can make contact. And when this would happen, Cortez would do shit like just start talking of horses. Like, just hoping that these folks would believe and the natives that he was gathering would believe that horses were independent beings. And well, I was like, yeah. Mr. Ed was an independent being. Like, he had his own TV show. I mean, that's true. And that's all I believe. I just imagine a Spanish man sitting around being like, oh, hello there, Eduardo. How are you doing there today? Cassientin? You doing well, too? Great, great, great. How do you think the invasion is going, gentlemen? Wonderful, I agree. There is nothing wrong with this. Are your rations still okay? Do you need more oats? I don't know. Barley, perhaps? And, and that's all I get out of this. Just, like, grandiose jackassery with fucking ponies. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, speaking of talking horses this is a good uh segue into we're going to talk about more about this next week we're going to continue the conversation about miss marina or dona marina excuse me let me put some respect on that name yeah yeah, exactly excuse me i uh i'm wrong and a terrible person yeah i mean we're going to talk more about uh her go into the Battle of Cholula, which is, you know, same name as the Miracle Sauce, which is very cool. Fucking delicious. It is. I have a bottle of it in my kitchen right now. I don't. I'm out. We've been we've been rocking um, Tapatio and um, a few sauces from Central America, which um, fucking slap. Just oh, so I believe it. There's a Colombia place by me and they have this like habanero sauce and that shit is pretty spicy so good but digress let's let's wrap this up yep let's land this fucking plane hopefully it's on the never mind that was getting down i was devolving into stupidity childish stupidity let's go on sir it happens but yeah, uh, we I have been recording this on land that originally belonged to the Arapaho, the Cheyenne, the Ute, and the Sioux. And I've been holding it down from land that originally belonged to the Kiowa, Wichita, and, and Kickapoo. Yeah, and uh, you can find the show on Twitter at at yo what the hell PD. You can find me on Twitter at at not bravo delta you can email us please do give us some feedback let us know what you think about the show things we can improve stuff you want to hear any feedback at all tell us how much we suck you know that is constructive criticism too uh you might make us sad but 
It That's is just... good to know if we suck a horse's cock. If the horse can talk. I mean, they might. I mean, Cortez thought they, or thought it was a good idea to think they would. Yeah. Um, anyway. I guess you can find me at Whiskey is a Devil at Twitter. Um, that, that's all I've got. I'm not much yeah. on the plug in there. Nah, I did it all. I selfishly did it all. I know, which is great, because I would have fucked it up. That's fine. It happens. Uh, I'll fuck it up eventually, and you're going to have to save my ass. But yeah, uh, this will be episode of <laughs> Yo, What the Hell. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, we will talk to you next week with part two. Ciao, folks. Bye, con Dios.